You are listening to the Woman of Faith podcast, hosted by award-winning author and transformation coach, Nancy Ruffin. Whether you're establishing your faith journey or just getting started, the Woman of Faith podcast is passionate about sharing stories of faith that will inspire you to boldly live the life you were created for. If you're ready to elevate your faith and step into who God created you to be, then you're in the right place. So let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Woman of Faith podcast. It is your host, Nancy Ruffin, aka the self-proclaimed purpose pusher. And if you've been a fan of the podcast for a while, then you know that I am passionate about three things, and that is God, goals, and growth. Everything that I do is centered on God and who he is in my life and how he shows up in every single thing that I do. It hasn't always been an easy journey. I haven't always been a faithful follower or disciple, but that's what the journey really is about. Recognizing that we are flawed, recognizing that we're always going to fall short, and recognizing that we're always going to need God. Because we fall short, because we're human, we are going to need God so that we can just make it through. And so uh, last week, if you were with us, then you know we were talking about um, staying faithful and how important it is to never stop believing in the promises of God. Because if we know anything, we know that God is faithful. We know that God stays true Um, not only to who he is, but to what he says. And I used the example of Abraham last week to illustrate that he is a faithful God, that it doesn't matter how old we are, how young we are, how, how soon we start, how late we start. If God has made a promise, he will see that promise through. And I don't know where you are in your own personal journey, but I know that there are so many who struggle with belief because the prayer isn't answered as quickly, or maybe because you feel like God has abandoned you. Maybe you find yourself uh, at a point in your life where it seems like everything is going wrong, where you can't catch a break. And so you settle into this pity party and you believe that God is nowhere to be found. And I just want to remind you that sometimes those uh, valleys that we find ourselves in are necessary because it isn't until we find ourselves rock bottom that we drop to our knees and we lift up our heads you know, to the Lord. And sometimes that's what he wants. He wants us to rely on him wholeheartedly. And unfortunately, we're we're selfish. We believe that we know it all. We want to always be in control of our lives and our outcomes. And sometimes we have to hit rock bottom before we realize that we don't get through this life on our own, that we do need God, that we need to call out to him, that when we're at our lowest the only one who can lift us up is the Lord. And so I wanted to share that because I got a message 
after last week's uh, podcast from one of our listeners. And she was just incredibly grateful because the podcast was right on time for where she is in her life. You see, she's at a point where she has done a lot of personal work, a lot of personal development, just so that she can, she could rebuild herself. She found herself in a really bad place a few years ago when her mother passed away. And when her mother died, it was as if her whole life and her whole world died with her mom to the point where she had no desire to live anymore. She didn't want to continue um, just doing anything. She fell into a really deep depression and she couldn't see her way out of it. But the way God works is that he sends us the people that we need when we need them. And by chance or not, I don't believe in coincidences, God connected us. And for the past three to four years, her and I have been working together. She's attended almost every workshop that I've facilitated. We've worked together uh, one-on-one through my coaching uh, program. And in that process, we have really grown to be great friends. And so she looks to me as a mentor. But I say all that to say was because she listened to the podcast last week the podcast gave her the rejuvenation that she needed to get out of the slump that she's been in. Because even though she has made great strides and she has accomplished so many of the goals that she has set for herself during these past few years, there are some still some things that have not manifested for her. And I had to remind her that it's so easy to forget how far we've come because now we just focused on what we don't have. And I told her, I said, listen, you have to give yourself some grace and you also have to give yourself some credit for for how far you have come because just a few years ago, you had no desire to live. And not only are you living right now, but you're thriving. And the thing that we forget is that we have to be able to crawl before we can walk. We have to be able to walk before we can run. So everything happens in its time. God is a God of order, not a God of chaos. And so there is, uh, there's danger in receiving blessings that we're not necessarily prepared for. Even though in our minds, we might think that we're ready for them. God knows God knows what we need when we need it. And so we have to learn to exercise some patience. And we also have to learn to develop that trust muscle and not give up just because the prayer isn't being answered on our time. Because that isn't how God operates. His ways aren't our ways. His thinking isn't how we think. We may not understand why we're waiting, but God has it all planned out. And all we have to do is trust and believe. So if you missed last week's podcast, I encourage you to go back, episode 204, never stop believing, get the word. There might be something in there that you need right now in this moment of your life. But this week, I want us to talk a little bit about what we do when we find ourselves in the fire. And the fire can be anything, right? It's so many different things Uh, for different people. And I wanted to talk about this because over this past weekend, 
I just kept receiving bad news, sad news. And I can't help but think about the individuals that are affected by this news and not just the individuals, but by the families, about the families and the people who love them, who also go through the fire. When we find ourselves in these situations that that can be devastating, that can cause us to lose hope and faith. And so just to kind of provide some context on Friday, I received a phone call from a colleague that I used to work with a few years ago. And it was strange because I haven't heard from this individual in in quite a, a while. And so when I answered the phone, uh, you know, we did the usual small talk. How are you? What have you been up to? Basic things. And then he proceeded to tell me that one of the men that we used to work with, who used to be my boss, in fact, passed away that morning. Needless to say, I was in shock. This man was my age, practically. He was two years older than me, 47 years old, has a teenage son, was the primary uh, caretaker for his household, and it shook me to the core. And I immediately started to think about his family, about the son that he was leaving behind, about the wife he was leaving behind, and he was also taking care of his parents. And I was thinking, like, wow, how do... How does one move forward when they experience such a loss? I think about myself. I think about my own husband. I think about, I put myself in, in, in those shoes and I'm like, what, what would that feel like for me? Like That would turn my world upside down. And it's a grief that I don't want to experience. I, I just don't want to think of it. And so I was thinking about, I've been thinking about him all week and I've been thinking about the fire that his family now finds themselves in as they, one, have to prepare to bury their loved one and two, as they prepare for life without him, with being the primary caretaker and being the one that they all depended on. What does that look like for them moving forward? Then... As if that wasn't enough, I got some other news uh, that a friend of mine just recently discovered that she has a brain tumor. Again, this woman, my age, a few years older, uh, she is a mom of two. Her daughter is getting ready to go to college, like she's in her senior year of high school. They've been doing all the college prep stuff and getting her ready. And now they have to shift the focus for, from something that should be a joyful moment in their time, in their life, to now dealing with this diagnosis. And because she just found out there's additional tests that have to be done, she has, you know, she's going to go see an oncologist yeah, to, to get more detail. And I don't know, I, I don't know enough uh, to know what the prognosis is. But I, I, again, I'm thinking like, this is horrible. Like no one ever wants to think about being sick. No one ever wants to think about leaving their family behind. And 
as a mom myself, I can't help but ask or because I'm human, you know, when these things happen, it's like, why God? Like, why do these things happen? And then how do we respond when we find ourselves in the fires of life, when we find our faith is shaken, when we find that our hope is diminishing, how do we make it through the fire? And I don't know what fire you might be finding yourself in right now, in this season, this phase of your life. But when we get back from the break, I'm going to talk about making it through the fire. And I'm going to use the story from Daniel chapter 3 of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abed. And forgive me with these biblical names. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the story of three Hebrews who lived righteous lives and whose faith uh, was tested, tested to the point where they either had to bow down to the statue of a king or proclaim God as their one and only Lord at the risk of death. Um, So when I get back, we're going to get into the actual story. I'll read a couple of uh, verses from the scripture. And then we're going to talk about some of the lessons that we can learn from their story and that we can apply to our own lives when we find ourselves in the fire. So when we come back, we're going to get right into it. You are tuned in to the Women of Faith podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to segment two of this week's episode. And we're talking about what do we do when we find ourselves in the midst of the fires of life. And in the last segment, I mentioned that I wanted to use the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to kind of outline my thoughts around this. And I misspoke. I said that this story was in Daniel chapter three, but it's actually Daniel chapter one. And so the cliff notes for this story basically is that we have these three Hebrews who pretty much lived righteous lives. So they were faithful, faithful followers. And yet they still found themselves in this situation where it caused it would cause the average person to say why me god why like i've been the faithful follower i've done all the right things i i i pray i worship i tie like all of the the things that that we should be doing they did and yet and still they encountered evil Because this is the reality. No matter how good we are, no matter how righteous we are, we live in a world that is filled with evil. And this was true for them. But instead of succumbing to the evil like everyone else around them, they challenged their situation and they doubled down and they stood true to their beliefs and to their commitment to God. And no matter how dire the situation looked for them, they never gave in. 
They never gave in. They never gave up. And they never stopped believing in their God. So just to give you a little bit backstory, I am going to read a few uh, verses from chapter one. So I'm going to start on verse 12. We're going to go through verse 30. So if you want to whip out your Bible right now and read along, it'd be a perfect opportunity to do that. Or if not, if you're driving, if you're at work, if you're exercising, you can just listen and I can I will read it. But Daniel 1 verse 12 says, But there are some Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon. This is one of the king's servants speaking to the king. And so he continues to say, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who pay no attention to you, your majesty. They neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up. So King Nebuchadnezzar had created this statue of himself, this huge statue. I think it was like nine feet tall, made out of gold. And he wanted everyone in the kingdom to bow to the statue and to worship this statue of him. Now, these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, was like, we ain't doing that. Like, we are not bowing to no statue. We're definitely not going to worship no gold. Like, they was not trying to hear it. So, furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So, they go before the king, and the king says to them, is it true that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold I have set up. Now, when you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the scyther, the lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, if you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But, and this, this is the key in this entire scripture. And this is something that I want you to think about in your own life and for me too. So they continue to say, but even if he does not, even if he does not deliver us from the blazing furnace, even if he does not deliver us from your majesty's hand, We want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. So now, this pissed him off. The king was furious and his attitude towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego changed. He ordered the furnace to be heated seven times hotter than usual. See, so he wasn't playing. Like he was mad, mad. So he was like, I don't want it the regular heat. I want it hot, hot. 
So he ordered the furnace to be heated seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of his strongest soldiers to tie them up and to throw them into the blazing furnace. So these men, wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes, were bound and thrown into the furnace. Could you imagine? Like, can you just visualize that? That you find yourself face-to-face with, I guess, in our context, I don't know, the president, maybe, and he commands you to bow down and to worship this statue of him that he has created. And he tells you that if you don't worship this, he's going to throw you in a blazing fire. And you respond with, I'm not going to worship. And if you want to throw me in the fire, throw me in the fire. My God is going to deliver me from the fire. And even if he doesn't, I'm still not going to worship you. This is the scene that is playing out. So the king's command was so urgent and the furnace so hot that, that the flames not only killed Shadrach, well, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but the fire also killed the soldiers that had taken these men to the furnace. So it killed all of them. So these three men that were firmly tied up fell into the blazing furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? And they replied, certainly your majesty. He says, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed. And the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So the three men came out of the fire and their clothes, their prefects, the governors uh, and the royal advisors Everyone in the room, everybody that was there, just like crowded around them, surrounded them. And now they saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their heads harmed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any God except their own God. And as I read these lines, I am, I I just feel so emotional because I wonder if I am ever put in a situation where I can save my own life, my fleshly life, by denouncing God, would I do that? Or would I be bold and faithful enough to die for my God that I believe in? And I would pray and hope that I would stand firm in my belief 
and that I would give up my life for God rather than serve or worship any other God. And that's something that I encourage you to think about in your own life and in your own faith journey. What does that look like? Would you give up your life for God? Have you given up your life for God, trusting that no matter what you go through, no matter what fire you might find yourself in, that God will deliver you from that? And once Nebuchadnezzar commanded them to come out, he decreed that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut into pieces and their houses be turned into piles of rubble for no other God can save in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. And so one of the things I want to point out here was that their faith was so powerful, their conviction in the God that they served was so strong that they were willing to die for it. And they did die. And that their faith and that their belief and that their conviction was enough to change the mind of the king to the point where the king now became a believer in the God that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego served. And that is what we are all called to do in our own lives, that our own faith, through our own conviction, through the way that we show up in the world, through the way that we allow ourselves to navigate the fires that we are in, that we stand firm in our conviction, trusting and worshiping God, knowing that no matter where we find ourselves, that he will deliver us. And that through our belief and our faithfulness, that we will make others believers too. And so I just want to say that life isn't easy. And sometimes it deals you a bad hand. Sometimes we find ourselves in the middle of situations and circumstances that we don't deserve to be in, but that's just life. And so it's important that we don't succumb to to the weight of it all because the weight can get heavy and it can be easy to give up and say, well, you know what? I I don't want to worship my God because he's putting me through all of this and I don't deserve it. But this story, what this story does is that it helps us to find hope because sometimes what we need is a miracle in the fire, right? That that, that once we find ourselves in the fire, that we trust that we're not in there by ourselves. And it's like the song by Hillsong, that there's another in the fire with us, and that's God. Because God never lets us go through anything by ourselves. And so what I want to share with you is these five lessons that I've learned from this story that I want you to apply in your own life. And so if you don't have a pad and a, uh, a, pad and a paper, I encourage you to kind of get one now so that you can jot these five points down. And the first one being is that They were persuaded. They were persuaded by God. They believed in God so much 
that they their faith could not be wavered. And it's just like if we look at Abraham um, that I discussed last week, right? He never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. And the same was true for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? One thing that was apparent was that they were fully persuaded. There was nothing that could make them bow down to Nebuchadnezzar's statue, like nothing, no threats, no consequence, no punishment, no matter what he told them, they were not convinced. Instead, they were fully persuaded of the promises of God and in their obedience to him. In life, we're gonna, there's, there's going to be times when life pushes us too far. There's no doubt about it. If it hasn't happened to you already, it's going to happen, or maybe it has happened to you in the past, and, and you've been able to rise up from that, right? And that is what I want you to stand in the truth of, that when life pushes you too far, you have to rise up with the attitude of these three Hebrews and, and, and stand in that, fully persuaded in the promises of God. And you have to believe that no matter what happens, that God is going to be with you in the fire. God can rescue me from cancer. Even if he doesn't, I will not bow down. You have to believe that God can restore my marriage. But even if he doesn't, I will not bow down. God will cause me to prosper. But even if he doesn't, I will not bow down. That was what they said. They told Nebuchadnezzar that God would deliver them for, from the fire. But even if he didn't, they would not worship him as a God nor his statue. Because they were persuaded, because they believed beyond any doubt that God was their one and only savior. And they, they doubled down on that. And they got thrown in the fire and then God was there with them and they came back, they came out unharmed, right? The second lesson is that no matter what happens, the pressure will come. Like that is a guarantee. The pressure in life is going to come and you might expect that a a fully persuaded attitude will cause some type of breakthrough But that isn't necessarily true all the time. Because when Nebuchadnezzar heard that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's words of defiance, he didn't back down either. Like they said, nah, son, we are not going to worship you. And he said, oh, well, if you're not going to worship me, then we're going to throw you in the fire. Not only am I going to throw you in the fire, I'm going to make that furnace seven times hotter. Right? So he didn't back down. The pressure came and it came back even hotter. He turned up the pressure, right? So things may be heating up in your own life. Maybe you find yourself in the middle of a divorce. Maybe you find yourself in the middle of a custody battle, sickness, mental illness, uh, a, a really bad 
work environment, your relationships might be strained, you're on the outs with you know, your best friend. There's so many things that can happen in our lives that we can find ourselves, we can, find, we can feel the heat turning up, right? Now is the time for you to take a firmer stance in God. And instead of doubting and instead of giving up and instead of saying, why me, God? It's time for you to double down and say, you know what? In spite of all this, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust that you're going to deliver me from whatever it is that I am encountering right now. So even if you find yourself staring down a fire, a fire like you've never seen before, and you thought God would save you from the fire and you find yourself right in the midst of it, just remember that even though you're in it, he's in it right there with you and he will carry you through. And even though it may feel like you're dying, you will survive. Because when the devil turns up the heat, God does too. And you can bet on that, on that promise. The next lesson is that there's promise in the fire. Isaiah chapter 43, verses 1 and 2 tell us, But now, thus says the Lord, who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. God isn't going to save you from the fire necessarily, but he will bring you through it. So when you find yourself walking through the fire of cancer, sickness, divorce, financial instability, you should not lose hope because you're not going to be burned God is going to carry you through that. And Nebuchadnezzar made the fire so hot that it killed some of his strongest soldiers, no doubt. And for some, fire is deadly. But you, because you're a child of God, because you're faithful, and because you're doubling down on your commitment to your Savior, You will not be burned. If you are fully persuaded of the promises of God, nothing can destroy you. No evil, no harm, no fire, nothing. God will protect you. He will carry you through. You expected the miracle outside the fire, right? Most of us do. We want to be, we want to, we don't even want to be in the fire. We want God to be able to pull us out before we even get in there, right? But that's not where the miracle happens. The miracle doesn't happen outside the fire. The miracle happens in the fire. In the fire is where we get saved. That is where we get to see the glory of God. And that's where the testimony comes from when you're in it, when you're in it, and then you come out of it unscathed. 
Okay, that is where the miracle is. And I've seen so many miracles, not just in my own life, but in the lives of my friends. And it's it's just a, a comfort to know that I serve that kind of God. And then lastly, sometimes the fire is the protection. See, when Nebuchadnezzar threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the fire, their chains broke. Okay, the chains that he had them tied up in, right? It says it in the scripture. He had them tied up. But as soon as they were thrown into the fire, the chains broke. Jesus walked with them and they did not smell of smoke. That's in Daniel chapter 3. Verses 24 through 27. So when you walk through the fire, chains will break. Because the enemy has used your situation to keep you living a small and contained life. Right? Those chains are from the enemy. Those chains are not from God. And he will use those chains to keep you living in a small mindset. Keep you living in a box. Keep you believing that your God is not an almighty, full, powerful God. Right? But when you walk through the fire, the chains will break. And that is when you're going to see and feel the glory of God. Because according to the promise of Isaiah 43, Jesus will walk with you in the fire. So it doesn't matter what trouble you're in, doesn't matter the situation, doesn't matter the trial, you are always going to feel God's presence with you. If you are a firm believer, you have to just turn. It's like I said in the beginning of the podcast, you have to get down on your knees and you look up and the chains will break and God is going to carry you through to the other side. Because that is where God, God reveals himself in the fire. You're not going to see him outside the fire because that's not where the miracle is going to happen. He will reveal himself in the fire in the most unexpected ways. So you have to watch for deeper revelation and worship experiences in your life because he will show you. But if you're not paying attention, you will miss it. So you have to be focused and you have to just pay attention to what God is doing in your life, in the midst of your fire, in the middle of the storm, in the middle of the trial, when you're in it, watch how God is moving. And then lastly, once once you're in the fire, there's promotion after the fire. And that's what we saw with Nebuchadnezzar. When he saw that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire and they were unharmed and they didn't smell like smoke and that their clothes were perfectly intact. He promoted them because he saw the goodness and favor of God on their lives. And that's what you, I think that's what we all fail to realize that when we walk with God and when we make it through the other side, we, we, we walk with this glow. We walk with this, with, with, with this presence that is undeniable. 
That when people look at you, they're going to know that person, she's walking with God by her side because everything you do is going to be of and from God. See, so the fire may have been your greatest test, but on the other side, you will see promotion. You will experience spiritual promotion. You will experience refinement. Because whatever you put in the fire gets refined. You may also encounter physical promotion, whether it's in your job, whether it's in your relationships, or might, you might experience greater favor with, with the people that you're surrounding yourself with. Others are going to recognize the goodness of God in your life because of your faith. So if the fires of life feel threatening to you, if they feel overwhelming, if you feel like there's no way out, I want you to remember this story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Because if they experienced the miracle of getting pulled out of that fire unharmed, then that means there's a miracle for you too. So you have to believe in the promise so that when the pressure increases, when it gets hot, hot, that you receive the protection and ultimately the promotion. Don't give up because your miracle is in the fire. This concludes this week's episode. Thank you for rocking with me for another week. If you found value in this message, if you found a revelation in this message. If it helped you at all, I encourage you to share it, tag me, post it on your social networks, and just let everyone know what we're doing here at the Women of Faith podcast because we are giving hope to people who may feel like there's nothing left. And no matter what challenges you find yourself in the middle of, no matter what trials, the fires, the storms, whatever it is that's happening in your life, Remember that God is always with you. You're not alone and you will get through it. Until next time, remember that you have been created for more. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Woman of Faith podcast. If this episode blessed you, consider supporting us by leaving us a rating, giving us a review, writing a comment, and sharing with your network. And if you feel really moved, you can consider making a financial donation to the link in our episode notes. Until next time, I pray that you are blessed, that you step boldly into what God is calling you to do, and that you never forget that you were created for more.